Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to the Matrix Unveiled School of Mysticism. My name is Thanuj, and today we are here back again uh, with week six of our Mystical Initiates group training program, our eight-week training program. And we're going to be talking about today in week six about transmutational alchemy, the advanced science of ethereal reconfigurations. Alchemy is something that has been completely forgotten in our modern society. In our modern society, we have something known as chemistry. And chemistry is just the shadow of alchemy. Alchemy was a practice, a transmutational practice, which means that it is the practice of converting lead into gold. It is the practice of com- converting matter into spirit. It is the practice of converting you know, lower vibrations and lower energies into higher frequencies and higher crystalline uh, spiritual essence. Okay, So this is what the ancient alchemists really focused on, and they really studied And the advanced science of ethereal reconfiguration is my terminology that I've coined to really explain, you know, we are reconfiguring the ethereal realms here. I really want you to understand that this is one of the mystical arts that has been lost to time. And alchemy is really about, you know, creating potions, creating brews, creating tinctures, creating different kinds of results. So the result can be in a form of a potion or a tincture or a specific herb concoction or a specific smoke blend or something like that or an extraction or uh, a dilution or any of these various terminologies that we'll share with you. And it can also be within oneself. Nicholas Flamel is a, was an alchemist. He was one of the individuals that sought the Philosopher's Stone. The Philosopher's Stone was basically a stone that was reported to give eternal life to its user. So alchemists spent immense amount of time and they first originated in, of course, Egypt and, you know, China and India and various other um, ancient civilizations, right? What we see today is completely different. The kind of quote unquote alchemy. This is why you have pharmacia or big, uh, you know, the big pharmacies, right? In, in uh, Costa Rica, it's called pharmacia. So I'm used to seeing that, that word everywhere. Well, pharmacia is the word for alchemy, pharmacy. Pharmacy meaning the, 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 the location where the drugs are or where the medicines are, the potions. So what we have now in today's society is this form of alchemy, which is completely degraded. It's become all about these, these chemicals that are stripped of their magical qualities, stripped of their spiritual essence, stripped of their, their ability to heal oneself, their ability to enhance one's consciousness and enhance one's awareness of reality. Whereas true alchemists, they understood that the real reason for alchemy was to enhance one's perception, to enhance one's consciousness. So they would do and create brews, psychedelic brews included, which are designed to enhance oneself. And then, of course, these alchemical concoctions were very powerful spiritually, energetically, and physically. So they were uh, very sought after. People would want to pay lots of money for them. You know, kings, queens, and royal members would purchase these alchemical solutions from magicians or practicing alchemists that were skilled in crafting potions and different kinds of remedies. Now, I want you to understand because in our modern society, we've lost this art. We have You know, if you have like a headache, you just get an ibuprofen or something or a Motrin, right? You just take a medication and you don't really question where it comes from or what it does. And if you're more of a spiritual person, you're going to know that that kind of stuff is bad for you. But whatever happened to the original 
uh, production of healing through alchemization, through, through this, this process of alchemy. This is something that has been forgotten and lost in time. And the reason is because it is an arcane science, just like magic. It is magic and it's its, its own field of magic. And because it's an arcane science, because it contains wisdom, because it contains the ability to heal yourself, the quote-unquote powers that be that run uh, the simulatrix, as I've called it, they have put a very strong foothold over the pharmacy industry and the uh, whole medicinal industry. So this is why you see that there's been this degradation, and now you have mainly like these types of um, drugs or chemicals that are not really useful anymore or that cause a lot of different side effects or different, uh, you know, basically errors in the person's consciousness or body. So there's, there's all kinds of uh, things that can happen to you when you take some of the more um, rough types of medicines, quote unquote, or, or just medicines that are not spiritually attuned. So one of the things that I want to say is that they've really stripped the magic from these alchemical elixirs. And that's something that we in the school of mysticism are, are here to recover and to reignite the spark of alchemy and how we can actually start to ethereally reconfigure our own realities with the different things that we use to enhance ourselves. So alchemy is not just about, you know, certain potions or elixirs or um, concoctions or brews. It is about understanding that the fundamental essence of reality is composed of spiritual essence and therefore lead can be transformed into gold. So this is truly what the alchemists believed and understood was that they had a substance and this was their goal was to take a substance. So whether it be PB, which is lead, okay, or, or sulfur or salt, okay, sulfur was also called brimstone or mercury or tin or uh, gold, okay, or silver, any of these substances, we're going to go ahead and look at the alchemical um, periodic table in a minute here. Their job was to discover the magical properties of it. So whereas in our society today, we don't really think about the magical properties at all. That's not something that's considered. That's not even uh, think that something that's possible. The alchemists were very much in tune with the magical forces. They were very much in tune with the energies that were pervading existence. Therefore, they sought to utilize these elixirs, these elixirs and these potions and these concoctions to enhance their spirituality, to enhance their powers and their abilities, to enhance their levels of consciousness. So they understood the importance of the spiritual element here, which is the Akasha. And that's why we do have this whole theory of lead into gold. We do have this philosopher's stone that we do have, you know, theories and, and stories of people that lived hundreds of years, thousands of years. How is it possible that a human being could live more than 100, 150 years in our today's society, even with our modern technologies, quote unquote, you know, they have stem cell theories, they have like gene replacements, they have like entire organ replacements, you know, even Beyond that stuff, they, they can even print you an entirely new clone body. These are the kinds of technologies that the deep state, they have very advanced technologies. They are using a form of alchemy, but it's not the same form. 
they've techno uh, technicized it or you know made it into a technology instead of into a spiritual alchemical art. So it's the it's a different form. It's a more degraded form, in my opinion. However, when we are talking about alchemy in the 16th century, the 15th century, the 17th century, um, we are talking about a spiritual element here, a spiritual component. And therefore, the alchemists understood that everything was frequency, everything was vibration, and everything was energy. And by raising the properties of the energies of certain metals and certain substances, they could convert them into other substances to create different things. So they could create dyes, potions, paints, gunpowder even, and various other elixirs. One of these elixirs was, of course, elixirs of immortality. So elixirs that would grant the user extended lifespan. Now, to us, that sounds impossible. That sounds like hocus pocus or a fairy tale. But let me ask you a question. Where do you think all of these fairy tales came from? Do you think that modern authors and writers are just making this stuff up? Or is it really that those modern authors and writers are clued in on a piece of information that has been lost to us? And therefore, they understand that there is actually a deep science. There's a deep magic behind it. Remember, all magic is science once it's understood by the left brain. The magic still works, but it is, in fact, a, a form of science, just simply un, uh, just misunderstood by the common masses. So many writers and authors will, will talk about, in today's society, about alchemy and the elixir of life, for example, Nicholas Fumel, or you know the sorcerer's stone, the philosopher's stone. This was a real person. He was, he was born in the 1600s. I believe it was like 1643 or something. Okay. He was a real person, Nicholas Flamel. So you can research that and read up about his life. And he was, he was support, uh, supposedly had lived hundreds of years, which is impossible to, to today's standards. So how does this happen? How does somebody live hundreds of years? Well, they understand that everything is a spiritual element. So therefore... This alchemist understood that by, hey, basically by rejuvenating the amount of spiritual energy and spiritual components, one of the key components was Ormus, monoatomically rearranged elements, okay? High spin electron state elements, high spin monoatomic elements. So these monoatomic elements would be entering the bloodstream and then entering the blood-brain barrier and basically activating one's consciousness and then also rejuvenating themselves. This was the kind of stuff that's found in the Dead Sea salt, okay? So you have very powerful energy coming from Ormus, which is an elixir which can be extracted. Well, the alchemists were in, 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 endowed, imbued with magical knowledge. They had the knowledge of the gods and goddesses. So they were divinity incarnated. So they had no desire to actually leave before they had accomplished everything that their heart desired, their mind desired, their spirit desired. And they wanted to understand the, the science, the advanced science of ethereal reconfiguration. They wanted to know if it was possible. Hey, if I could turn lead into gold, not only would that make me the richest man on the planet, but I would also have cracked the formula 
or physical reality itself. So their whole goal is very similar to what we're doing as well. They were trying to change the code of reality. They were trying to see if I can use my spiritual energy, my consciousness, my power, my awareness, and then my knowledge of certain substances and plants and different types of compounds. Can I convert this base metal into the highest form? So we know lead represents, go ahead and show you here. Lead represents Saturn. Lead represents Saturn. And all the way from lead into gold, Saturn into sun. Sun represents gold. So that's why there is this powerful property around gold in of itself. Because gold in of itself is the energy of the sun. And this, this pure illumination, this pure light, this pure awareness, the sun energy is that higher consciousness, that illuminative element. And we always talk about Saturn being the restrictor or the dominion keeper or the gatekeeper or the Ouroboros, okay? We've always talked about that. And so we associate Saturn as being hardship and suffering and pain and density and physicality. Whereas sun, gold, is the embodiment of riches, the embodiment of wealth, the embodiment of divinity. That's why the quote-unquote Anunnaki were so obsessed with mining the gold, right? So then you have to look at it on a spiritual level because they were not actually trying to convert physical lead into physical gold. Now, that is one part of it. There were alchemists that were simply trying to convert lead into gold. But there's a deeper story here that people are missing. The lead into gold is the person's consciousness. This is what true alchemy is about. However, don't dismiss just turning one's consciousness into gold from lead. So the lead would be the earthly worries, the earthly fears, the earthly ideas and um, perspective. All of the, the suffering or pain or uh, challenges or obstacles that one may have experienced. That's all coming from the realm of Saturn. That's coming from the realm of Saturn. You can see this is the symbol of Saturn. Okay. <clears throat> you have the, uh, it's kind of like a scythe and a, and a cross as well. So this is the symbol of Saturn according to alchemy. And we'll go through all these symbols in a minute. <laughs> 